Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. It's been a little bit since I recorded a podcast. Uh, June 2nd is the date of my <laughs> my last recording here on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. And before we get into the podcast, I would love to ask the listeners to please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please share the podcast on whatever social media platform you have. Uh, I think that that would help uh, you know get the podcast more listeners and uh, you know grow our listener base and i just appreciate all the people that listen to the podcast uh, this is <laughs> this is free therapy for me this is catharsis and it's really cool that people actually listen and uh, we this podcast has been going for oh wow six or seven years now and it's cool that i get to share life with the listeners it's cool that people respond back uh, to me uh, via email Right, people text me who listen to the podcast regularly. It's cool to be able to interact with with people. Um, if you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast, please feel free to email me at zach z a c h dot davis two four at gmail dot com, and then we can start a conversation and go and go from there. Man, it's summertime. Uh, you know, life is slowed down a little bit. School is school is out. Uh, even though I'm a principal, I don't have to. I don't have any administrative duties at the moment, and it's football, right? We do football in the evenings, and that's the, those are the things we're we're doing right now. Uh, but in our our school system, though, just got taken over by the state uh, department of education, so that's going on in my my world as as I speak. Uh, that's that's been a a unique venture. That's a, a couple days old. If you go to wvmetronews.com, you'll see Upshur County Schools. They're on the front page, and it's not for not for good reasons. So that's something that's going to be new uh, for me and for us. Uh, we the state took us over, and we're going to have to deal with the consequences of of that. And if anybody has any experience of that, please reach out to me and share those those comments as well. I'm always looking for for insight. Uh, this is going to be a time of trial for us here in Upshur County. Uh, you know, we had somebody made some somebody made some really poor decisions <laughs> financially a couple of years back, and it's affecting us now. And that's really a good lesson for us here, uh, here and now. Um, when I think about leadership and football, man, sometimes things are out of your control, right? Sometimes things happen that you had nothing to do with. And you're having to deal with those consequences. I think about guys who are taking over a program, right? Maybe you're taking over a program that's really, really struggled. And it's not your fault, right? It's not your fault at all that that program has struggled. Or maybe you're, you've been in a program for a while and some things that are, that are out of your control have affected your roster, right? Maybe guys are ineligible or guys transferred. <laughs> the transfer portal is always open these days, right? Or maybe you lost a coach because the coach got a better opportunity. Or maybe your principal left or your AD left or all sorts of things that are outside of your outside of your control. And we can sulk, right? And we can say, oh, woe is me. This happened to me. And I've done that so many times in my career. I've, I've thought man, how could this happen to me? I've done all these things right. And then I just throw a pity party for myself. And that goes nowhere good. So now as I mature, I get closer to, I get closer to 40. Oh, wow, that's, that's getting closer. 
I realized that, man, all I can really control is what I can control. And I used to say that earlier in my career, and I thought I meant it, but I, I really didn't. I didn't even know what that meant. I was just saying something I, have heard, I had heard on a podcast or read in a book. Because what I realize now as I go forward in my, my career is there are things that are going to happen to me, to us, and we just have to keep going. And we can't get caught up in, man, that happened, and then just lament the, well, what's going to happen next, right? What's going to happen to my career? What's going to happen to our school system? What's going to happen to, okay, well, we can go down that road and we can play that game, but that's just going to be really, really tiring. And all we can really do is do our best today and just continue to go forward. Like So today I'm getting texts from people asking, hey, what's going to happen to your school system? What's going on? How do you feel about it? And one of my response usually is, uh, I'm going to go to football practice or uh, it, we had a good day at practice today because that's all I can control is how good was our practice today. And it really is interesting to to see people's responses. They stop responding, right? They stop asking questions like, Oh, you know, they quit asking questions about what's what's happening in the school system, and they start asking questions about practice, because, man, we just went to practice. We had a great time. We got better today, and I think that's a way to to reframe our thinking. Right? Is to just tell ourselves we just need to focus on the things that we can do, and let's just do those really, really well, and let's enjoy those. That's another point uh, for this podcast today. Let's just enjoy what we're doing. Uh, way too many football coaches look miserable doing what they do. <laughs> and I think that we just need to find enjoyment in, in what we do on the, on the field. And I, f- I feel like the longer I coach, the more I just appreciate the fact that I'm a, I'm a high school football coach. I am so humbled now going on year nine as a head coach that I'm actually that I'm the head coach that it's just such a hum it, it's for lack of a better term it's such a humbling feeling uh, it's very I'm just so honored that I'm the head coach at our school and I'm, I'm doing the best I can with the knowledge I have and the resources we have but man I just think to myself I'm just honored to be here I'm, I'm not Nick Saban, right? I'm not Dabo Sweeney. It's just an honor for me to be the coach at the school I'm at. And I know guys who think that way, and those are people that I speak to a lot regularly, not really speak to or text, right, or email or, or however that, that looks these days in the 21st century. But I like, the people, I like to speak to people who really enjoy being the coach at their school because that, to me, is what breeds long-term success. If you really enjoy being there, if you really love your community, your football program's going to be okay. The X's and O's can change, right? Those can be different. People can get very opinionated about X's and O's. But I think what really matters is investing in your players and your community. If your players know that you really care about them and that you love them, then whatever scheme you're going to run is going to work if it's sound. And today we talked to our players about the four promises we make to our players. Number one, 
I will always love you. Number two, I will never lie to you. Number three, I will stick with you and buy you through life. And number four, there are boundaries. Don't cross them. And that is on a like bulletin board above our locker room door. So when they walk, when they walk into the locker room, if they look up, <coughs> that is what they will see. And as we get closer to the season, that's what we continue to talk about are those types of things is, man, we're going to always love you. We're never going to lie to you. We're going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts. And we're here for you even after you you leave us, right? We're here to help you. And then there are boundaries. And we talk, might talk about there are boundaries in our football program. I talk about, number one, if you get arrested, then I can't do anything to help you, right? Now I can go visit you in jail or I can talk to you or give you counseling or, to, or give you a place to go to get counseling, right? Uh, or number two, <coughs> excuse me, right? Um, you're ineligible, can't really do anything about that, right? Or number three, if you're suspended from school, you can't practice, you can't come to the game. Those are really our boundaries. I try. I, I used to assign punishment from the football side that went on top of the school's discipline. I no longer do that uh, for a number of reasons. But the biggest reason is I don't want to double punish a young man or a young woman because they made the mistake once. They don't need to be punished twice. And I don't have a, li- a list of team rules. I don't have things that, hey, if you do this, this is the consequence. Because every situation is different. And in my situation, the school has rules that they have, they have to follow to be able to participate in athletics. So I don't want to double punish somebody when they make a mistake. Because we're coaching young people. And newsflash, they're going to make mistakes. And it's not our job to punish them. Our job, well, our job is to uphold punishment, right? Or uphold discipline, help them become better people. But our job is to really nurture them to become better versions of themselves so they can become productive members of our community. Because I live in a small town, right? And these guys that play for me, these girls, we have a, a girl that's played for, played for us. They are going to be members of our community. I'm going to see them for years and years after we get, they get done playing. And I think to myself, what impression do I want to leave upon their life? And I coach with that mindset now. I didn't always coach with that mindset. I used to coach the mindset of this is football, this is business, these are X's and O's. Let's get the most we can out of our players. And let's just, yeah, let's just do that. And I was always trying to move up the ladder, right? I was trying to get a better job. I was trying to get uh, into a more prestigious school. And my career kind of went backwards. So in 2014, I was deep as a coordinator at a school that played in the state played in the state championship game in the state of Georgia. And then I thought to myself, man, this is the pinnacle. And we didn't win the game, but this is the pinnacle. This is great. We have really good players and I'm co- we're coaching them up. But I, I know my calling as a coach is to try to coach teams that have struggled and try to get the most out of them and help the players believe in themselves. And that is my, that is my calling. That is my role. I feel like the Lord has given me as a, as a football coach and more specifically it's become rural West Virginia that I think is really my, my place in this world in the coaching profession. And to those that are listening to this podcast, I would, I would say, I would just challenge you find where you fit. And that doesn't mean find the place where you can win the most games. 
It means find the place where you can make the most impact and you feel most at peace with yourself about the job that you're doing at your school and in your community. Because at the end of the day, we're going to all retire one day or stop coaching. And it really bothers me when, when coaches retire, even at the high school level. And the first thing you see is their, their win loss record. That's not what it's about, man. That really isn't. That's not it. It's the lives that we've affected. And that is what really matters. One day when I die, I want there to be a whole mess of players at my funeral because I have made a difference in their life. Not because we won a bunch of games or we beat our rivals or we won homecoming or or whatever, but that I made a difference in their lives and they are grateful for the impact I had upon them. And I saw that model for me. I saw that at my grandfather's funeral. When he passed, there were a whole bunch of players at his funeral. And that made me want to be a coach. And I think that as, you know, I, the longer I coach, the more I realize this is a long-term game. Obviously, we have win and loss records for each season. But the real win and loss record is what kind of impact do we make on the lives of our players? And that hits me directly between the eyes every time I think about it. And it makes me feel sad about ways in the past I've treated players. But it definitely motivates me to treat my players the best I can possibly treat them going forward. So thank you all for listening uh, to this podcast. I'll try to put out podcasts more regularly as we go through the summer here. But I hope you're having a great summer. And thank you for listening to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast.